Good morning. I'm Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. We are very happy to have Mr. George Berkeley. He is the owner of the UPS store here in South Orange as part of our series on local leaders. George, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's been a while. I've been trying to get you on the program, not due to your schedule, but due to my schedule. And I want to thank you for coming on the program today. But start off, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, in regards to how did you become a franchise owner of a UPS store, which is very busy in South Orange? Pretty simple answer. I ran out of things to do. I'm retired from a long period of time in electronic industry on Wall Street. And I uh, worked with my wife in her business for four years. Ran out of things to do, so I decided to open a store. Now, if I understand, if I remember correctly, when I first, when you first opened the store, I, I hope I was one of the first customers in the store. But I believe you had told me that you had a construction business. That's correct. I ran a, a construction business out of Maplewood, South Range, building stores for people. Wow! And what prompted you to go from construction? into the UPS store, which is, by the way, it's a great service you're providing to the local community. Construction's hard work, heavy work, and then you get a nail through your foot. You know, it's just not a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, when you decided that you wanted to do something different, how did you choose to UPS? Why not McDonald's or Burger King or um, some other type of franchise? Well, I was managing buildings that I had helped build for um, owners that had retired themselves. And a lot of my tenants that were in apartments above storefronts uh, on Springfield Avenue in Maplewood uh, kept calling me, asking me if I would meet with the UPS guy at 10 o'clock, catch the mail guy because they were trying to leave packages. They couldn't get them. They couldn't get off work. And it just dawned on me there was a need in the community for something other than the post office and somebody to get involved in these delivery services. Now, what's interesting is that here in South Orange, prior to you opening up the UPS store, there was um, a facility right across the street. Mailboxes, et cetera. Okay. Are, are they still in business there? Uh, Jim, who owns it, is mm -hmm. still there. He's working under rocket ship and print. Mm -hmm. uh, and I contacted him when I had this idea um, because I wanted to open a UPS store up on Springfield Avenue. And found out that I couldn't because Jim owned the territorial rights to the uh, franchise. So I was put in contact with Jim to see if I could negotiate a sub-franchise. And that didn't work out. Okay. Uh, Jim wanted to go independent and I wanted to go with UPS and we kind of parted ways. Okay. Um, but I guess both businesses are thriving very well in, uh, in South Orange. I believe they're doing very well. Jim is still out there working away. He does a, he does a lot of things I don't do. And he does wide-body printing, he handles FedEx. I do a lot of stuff he doesn't do, and we do some things in common. Right, right. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a customer of yours, and you, prov you provide a very valuable service. Um, and your hours, because of access to your, your building, is 24, 24 hours for folks that have a mailbox. Absolutely. Right. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. <clears throat> And, you know, one of the nice things I like is that I get an email notification when I have a, a package or I, or I have mail. Um, is that a feature that's unique to UPS? Today it's unique to UPS. Um, if you get a letter, you'll get an email and a text message. We can turn one off if you'd like, saying you have mail. If you get a package, you'll get a similar 
communication, both email and text, that you have a package, a tracking number, how much it weighs, where it came from, all that information. Um, currently, the post offices in selective post offices are trying to launch a new program which provides similar information, just not as detailed as UPS can do today. Right. Now, if someone wanted to uh, become a UPS franchisee, what are some of the key things that um, hurdles that you had to go through that you would share with them that they need to be mindful about? That's a good question. Um, they should have a good business sense, a good idea of run, how to run a business, because ultimately running a UPS franchise is running a business, whether you're selling pizzas or selling hamburgers or doing UPS work, it's still a business. And if you don't have that core ability to run a business, you're not going to make it. So for someone who has never run a business, is there a particular fundamental course that you would recommend that they take? Is it accounting? Is it intro to business? Or does UPS provide that level of service through their franchise team? That's a good question. I would say that you can go into this business without any academic background. Because once you get into UPS, there is UPS University you have to go to. You have to work in stores. There's a hundred plus hours of, uh, of computer training you have to take. There's quite a process to go through. Um, my view is that's primarily learning how to run the business in terms of services and, and, and packaging and how to pack a fragile item, that type of thing. What they don't really teach you is accounting. And um, having taken accounting classes and bookkeeping classes and can, the fact that I can work um, QuickBooks very well, that's the ticket that you really need to know. That said, a lot of store owners don't know that, but they can get through it by rudimentary QuickBooks skills and um, having a CPA and a bookkeeper on staff. Mm, additional costs. Additional costs, yes. Additional costs. But if you can learn QuickBooks, that eliminates that cost. QuickBooks helps a lot, yes. yes. And uh, you employ a number of people, um, some of them Seton Hall students? Uh, many, yes. And uh, so you're adding uh, jobs to uh, to, hurt our, to help our <laughs> economy. How many folks do you employ? Uh, it goes up and down through the Christmas holiday season. I had 11 people on staff. Um, it's dropped down now to eight um, it'll drop down through the summer to about six, and then I'll go back up come the fall. Very nice. And the, the training that you that you put your your team members through how much how much time does that take to get someone up to speed to 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 handle the transactions that you're doing? Um, I would say four to six weeks. I can have people come in my store and start working, and in two days be productive for me but they're limited to certain tasks. And then we just add on and add on and add on. Right. And you do the training yourself? Absolutely. Wow. F fully uh, 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fact, uh, right now I'm being considered and will soon be a training store for UPS store owners. So, Very nice. Now, how did you come about that distinction? Uh, I just uh, talk a lot and um, it succeeded well. And I guess there's some performance measurements that – they have established that you have exceeded on a regular basis? Only one. Gross revenue and profit. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's a dashboard I'm sure you keep. I guess they keep as well. Absolutely. 
And um, where do you see your business growing? How do you grow your business? I mean, because you're there, you're, you provide a great service to the community. Is it just the sheer volume of, of uh, services that you're providing? I, I think our business is going to grow and will continue to grow in the printing area, business services. Um, not a lot of people know that UPS stores are secondarily print shops uh, in the digital printing world, not the offset printing world. Um, and a lot of people are very surprised by that. The few who do know that we do that, it's kind of like their little secret, and we provide a lot of service to them. But going out and providing more and more of that uh, is what's going to grow the business. Packages, you can only do so many a day. I mean, at some point you hit a finite load to the building's ability to take in packages. Now, with the printing services, are you looking to expand the type of equipment that you have uh, in your facility? Yes, I am. Uh, Currently, my digital printers are handling our load. They can handle more load without a problem. Uh, I have to bring on a couple more computers to do, excuse me, graphic editing. Mm -hmm and uh, workstations for folks to work on. Um, so we'll be extend, expanding in those areas. Mm-hmm. And you, I can certainly use a cutter. Yes, I was about to ask you that because <clears throat> um, my daughter, who is a, uh, uh, she wants to be in theater, and I'm very happy to say that uh, she's pursuing that career. But the, the headshots are 8 by 10 and they want the resume to be 8 by 10 And so finding 8 by 10 paper is not Easy. You got to cut it. You got to cut it. So uh, it's good to hear that you're going to get a cutter because uh, you'll be seeing me a lot at your store. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hand cutter. We could cut for you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, by by cutter, I'm thinking a hydraulic press cutter. Right. With those press cutters, they're the type you want to count your 10 fingers before you cut and make sure you have 10 when you get done cutting. Well, I'm glad to hear that we haven't seen the uh, South Orange Rescue Squad (laughs) 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 trying to find some figures. (laughs) That's uh, me too. Now, um, it sounds like with the equipment that you're going to to add, will will you expand your space? No, I have quite a bit of space in my current location. I am looking to expand into Maplewood. I don't have the space yet. We're negotiating with a couple landlords. But um, we'll have plenty of room. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you may you may have some bigger machines to do some bigger signs. Correct. Yeah. Uh, there's a possibility of bringing in a wide body printer. Uh, Jim has one right now. I borrow one in Fairlawn, New Jersey, uh, which is 20 minutes away. But um, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. And um, how do you promote your business uh, within South Orange? Well, in, in, in the surrounding area. Well, we promote. UPS has a heavy promotion campaign. Right now, we're promoting on ESPN for the March Madness playoffs. Um, if you're into basketball, oh yes, oh yes, um, Se- Seton Hall should be in the big dance. Should be in the dance, yes. <laughs> but uh, we have a, a large national campaign going with that. We do NASCAR campaigns. Uh, we do uh, commercials on David Letterman, on uh, Jay Leno. We're equal. We're equal there. West Coast, <laughs> East Coast. Uh, so we do a lot of that type of advertising. I do local advertising myself. I just did a, a mailer with uh, Colstone Creamery, and we mailed out to 8,000 households and as addresses in the area. And, uh, and I, I go through a lot of community advertising uh, vehicles around here. And do you work with the local PTA and, and um, the local organizations? I work with some, not all of them. They come in every day. 
They come in every day. Every day. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And and what is some of the, the 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 basic fundamental advice that you would give to someone who said that they wanted to move into being a franchisee? Oh, I would tell them to to go forward and do that. In fact, UPS sends potential um, franchisees in their information quest to my store, uh, and I've told them up front that I will tell only the truth. And I'm not a UPS employee, so I, I tell it like I see it. And bottom line is, do it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Um, and there's some risks involved, but there's a lot of payoff involved, too. And you know what's interesting, you told me a story about a gentleman who had a camera shop in South Orange. And at one point, I guess he was decided that he was going to close up shop. But I believe you gave him the idea about how he could keep his repair business going by utilizing your services. That's correct. That's Could Carl. You tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that story. That's a very interesting story. Well, that's Carl at Village Camera. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Village Camera has been in, in town for, I think, 85 years through a couple owners. And uh, Carl needed to shut it down because the brick-and-mortar expenses uh, became unbearable for that type of business. And we were talking, and I suggested he open up a virtual uh, store using a mailbox in my store and then we set up a drop operation. So his customers come in and drop drop film equipment, cameras off for repair. We take them in. Carl picks them up at night, does what he does with them, brings them back, and we collect the money and give it to Carl. Wow, that is great. That is so. Great. He's still in town, still in business. But but Carl's working from home now. <laughs> yes, yes. Carl's working better hours. That's he, right. His commute is uh, two steps. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is excellent. You know, the one one thing I really like about your store, there's quite a few things I like about your store, but one thing that really stands out is that um, your, 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 your dog, your, your little pet. He's, oh, Chloe, yes. Chloe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's a she, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chloe, yeah, she, she's in front of the store outside just relaxing and enjoying herself. And then sometimes she's inside enjoying herself. But That's it, great. It, it gives it a great family atmosphere. It does. It really does. Chloe's a real treasure. If she's not in my store, she's at my wife's bead store around the corner, where she's the beater greeter there. Now, where's your wife's store around the corner? On v- Nine Village Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right next to the Ethiopian restaurant. Right. Yeah, it's right there. That's your wife's store? Yeah, right next to Spiota Park, if I said that right. Very nice. Very nice. So we got to get your wife on the program. because You, you know, should do that. Yes. Because I know um, her business has been there for, for quite some time. Uh, she's been there. She's gone on her second year. We moved it from Maplewood, where gotcha. she was there for seven years. She does. She, does she still do the parties for the kids? Absolutely. My daughter was at one quite a few years ago in Maplewood. Yes, that was, that's my wife. And what has been your biggest challenge uh, since uh, opening up your franchise that you would like to share with our fledging entrepreneurs? <laughs> <laughs> my biggest challenge was also my biggest surprise, and it turned out to be training. Um, I had uh, the CEO of UPS come up when we talked for a, a day when he was here, and he asked me that question, and I told him I spend more of my time every week training new employees and staff members than I do working with my customers. It's really a challenge. Now, which aspect is it um, getting them to understand the, the administration side of the business or the, the system, the computer systems that they have to learn? It's No, it's more the complexity of the product set. Uh, when I interview, we sit down in front of a computer, and I figure out real quick if they can handle a mouse click 
and all the applications are mouse windows driven um, applications. Most younger people can do it much better today than older people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's never the problem. It's the complexity of all the products that we sell. When somebody comes in, they want something very simple but complex. They want to ship something to their son, but they want to put a ticket in so their son can ship it back to them. But it's going to weigh different than it did when it go down there. And uh, they want all that put together. Or at another layer, we get a phone call from a guy who left his watch at a hotel in New York City, would like for us to pick it up and ship it to Seattle. We can do all that. We just get complex. And to train all the staff how to do things of that complexity is a bit difficult and keep track of the insurance, keep track of other liabilities that we might have so that we don't have a problem with the shipment. Now, I'm curious. How does one pick up a watch in a hotel in New York and then ship it to Seattle? I mean, the hotel has the watch and the UPS representative uh, signs for the watch and picks it up and then packs it? Uh, uh, pretty pretty much, except the packing thing. We contact the hotel um, and have them put the watch in a box uh, and tape it up and tell us the size of the box. And then the next day I have a UPS driver show up with a printed label who will go in and ask for the, the, the representative box. at the hotel for the box. They'll slap a label on it, scan it, and then we've got it, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's on its way. <clears throat> so then I guess the individual, he'll pay for the insurance and all of that good stuff. Yeah, it comes down to a credit card ultimately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so – what was the CEO's response to your question of training or your statement of training? He wasn't surprised by it. He, his background was at Domino's Pizza. So um, he knew working in the stores, you spend most of your time training employees on the basic skills and how to improve the skills and become the preeminent maker of pizzas as opposed to just any schlup who can throw pizza on a plate. Right, right. And um, has he instituted any new training programs or any new ideas have come about in regards to uh, how the training can be improved? Uh, not not from my conversations. Uh, UPS has an extensive training program for employees that are computer-based training mm-hmm. that uh, I certainly have access to, all my employees have access to. And currently there's a big project going on, training on how to do printing, how to do print projects, learn the Adobe suite of software, so there's a lot of support from UPS with that regard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you heard of the phrase adaptive learning? I'm going to have to say no. Okay. Well, that's a, a phrase that I, I recently uh, was introduced to from a gentleman who just retired from McGraw-Hills, president of the education services. But what adaptive learning does, it takes computer-based training to the next level. So let's say if someone goes through a course on a computer, then they take a test. Well, adaptive learning, it will focus you on the areas that you are weakest in. So then, let's say if you got a 70% on the score, that 30% that you missed, it will give you a curriculum based upon that 30%, and then you take the test again, and then it tests your, uh, your knowledge of that 30%, and so forth and so on, until you get to 100%. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's one of the the big things that um, that I see occurring in the the training space and education space. There was a matter of fact, there was a company from India, uh, Suniva Technologies. I was talking to last week, and the woman uh, there she had indicated that she had written a program of adaptive learning, 
and basically she was able to take a population of 100 students and their educational growth was 60% better than the students who didn't go through the so now that you've started your business, you've been in business now how many years at the UPS store? Three years. Three years. Yes. Wow. And is, is there anything that you would have done differently when you started that advice you would give to one of our new entrepreneurs? Um, I would pick some different printers. Um, I didn't fully understand their capability. The ones I purchased, and they're not cheap. They're $40,000. Um, I used to sell Xerox copiers. Oh, well, then you know, then you know. Well, I put my saddle stitcher on the wrong printer. And to move it now, it's a lot of money to move it. So my folder's on the wrong printer. My saddle stitcher's on the wrong printer. If I could move them, I would. So that's a mistake. Okay, but but what happened there? Was it that the the representative didn't guide you through the the installation process? It was a classic corporate mistake. Um, Everybody told me, when I was looking into doing the research, um, get a general knowledge that when you go out to San Diego to school for two weeks, there's that one whole day you spend with the printer people. They'll take you through everything. You make your decision then, and you come back, and your printers will be what you wanted. Wow. Whether it's going to be a Konica. We're in the brand names sure. at that point. Mm-hmm. Xerox was in the list. Right. Um, but uh, so when I got to California, I was all ready for this. And the first thing I asked when I saw the agenda is, or the syllabus is, what day are the printer guys coming in? They said, oh, we changed that last week. You do that out in the field. Oh, boy. And I went, oh. So it's classic corporate air. Wow. Wow. Um, now, when you expand your business, will you move some things around and, and uh correct that or we just leave it as it is oh well i'll I'll keep the machines for the life because i bought them straight up okay but but when when i do expand my business and i buy a second set of machines i'm going to have them in the right place right place there you go and um, is there a forum by which the ups owners franchise owners get together and share common concerns or opportunities Oh, yeah, sure. How, how do you do that? How do you guys get together to talk about uh, that? Quarter, we're all in district groups, and every quarter we have to get together um, and, and hear the corporate changes that are coming and the corporate marketing events. Uh, we have a whole marketing group, if you want to be involved, that has the opportunity to put input into what things we're going to do for marketing, such as the March Madness. We, we, do, we pick what events we're going to put lots of money into every year. Uh, then we have conventions. There's a big one coming up in Las Vegas. We just had oh, one. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. You heard of that place? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, maybe maybe I should do some interviews from Las Vegas. Maybe in July you can come <laughs> out there. Uh, but we just had one in Atlantic City because a lot of us My wouldn't hometown. go to Las Vegas. Well, okay. Oh, you're from Atlanta. I'm born and raised Atlantic City. Well, that's that's interesting. Then you know where Absecon is. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I found it by accident. One day. <laughs> But, yeah, we just had that convention uh, this past summer, so there's a lot of opportunity to get together and talk. And um, where do you see the UPS business going? Is UPS going to uh, move into other areas that uh, that you can publicly talk about? Um, well, it, it, since I don't work for UPS, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. There is a lot of programs that UPS are involved in that are being piloted and launched right now that are co-sharing revenue with the post office. Believe it or not, UPS does not want the post office to go out of business. Okay, in fact, I think we're either the number two or number three 
uh, customer of the post office right now. Really? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of like if you buy something from Amazon, mm-hmm. it will likely get shipped UPS from the Amazon shipping center to a post office near you. In fact, yours would go here to the South Orange Post Office. Okay. From there, your local letter carrier will bring it out to your address. Oh. And it's called SurePost. So the post office is providing that final, mm-hmm. final delivery run. Now, it seems a little short here in South Orange, but right. think of West Virginia, right. where it's going to go to someplace, and it's a 45-minute drive up the hills to wherever it's being delivered. Exactly. So UPS doesn't have that long truck right. to deliver with a Teamsters driver, mm-hmm. which, which are quite expensive. And the post office does that leg. Okay. But there's a lot of programs like that. Very nice. Very nice. Now, if the post office stops delivering mail on Saturday, I guess that will be a boon for your, your business. Not really. We don't deliver mail. so I mean, but if people need to have something shipped or mailed and they can't go to the post office, they can oh, go to. That is true. Yeah, That is true. But delivering, they may still keep a post office open on Saturday. Oh. So. Uh, that the you know the window may still be open, just okay. the delivery won't happen on Saturday. Right, right. The very slow window. <laughs> so, how does it feel to be a manager of your own business and and, and and hiring folks and helping out the economy? Well, it feels very good. It's not much different from what I did when I worked for Payne Weber, for ADP, for Reuters. Uh, there, I had staffs of sixty to two hundred. Okay. So um, it's not much different. You're just in the trenches with everybody every right. day. Right. And what type of leader are you? That's a tough question. How would you define your leadership style? Well, given the fact I was in the military for 12 years, um, it's a trait I haven't let go of, and I run a paramilitary organization. And everybody knows it. A paramilitary organization. For our listeners out there who don't have the military experience, what is a paramilitary experience? <laughs> I, I would say that is um, I give a – and now this is subject to interpretation by my associates. I believe I give a fair definition of the behaviors I expect, uh, the behaviors that we need to do in the store and train them to do that. Then I allow them all the parameters that – all the latitude they need – to, in fact, achieve those behaviors. And when you're interviewing folks to come work with you, what are the key attributes that you look for? Well, I look personality, primarily. One of the key things my store is noted for is you come in my store, everybody's happy. Everybody's chatty. There's nobody grumpy there. Uh, So that's the first thing I look for. And from there, then we move into the ability to learn. It isn't so much what they know, it's what they can learn. And then from there we get a sense of whether they can get along with me. And how does that go? (laughs) (laughs) I think it goes quite ducky. I think it goes quite well. Uh, I've had very few problems with that. That's excellent. I know I'm I'm, I'm in and out of there quite a bit, and it's always a very friendly environment, and people are very apologetic if there's a nice long line, uh, which is due to the success of the business. Yeah, sometimes, yes. Yeah. Um, have you had any issues or challenges in dealing with difficult employees, or you you just have really hired very good? I believe I've hired very well. I've I've never really had a difficult employee. Mm-hmm. We've had a few that left for various reasons. Uh, sure, but it happens. Oh, of course, of course. And customers. I mean, have you have you had any difficult customers that you? Oh yes, with? yes. How do you how do you deal with uh, those difficult customers? The the classic techniques. You uh, listen. You listen again. You uh, input. I can't say that word. 
empathize. Thank you, empathize. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you show compassion and, and concern, and you listen again, and then you try to resolve it. Do you happen to have a favorite quote about leadership that you would like to share with our audience? I would have to say no. I'm no not very, I'm not very no good worries. at that. But when you think about it, when you think about leadership, what, what, what do you think of in regards to the attributes that you want to display to your team? Well, I think of what I learned a long time ago, and that, that is I'm a modeler. There's nothing I ask my staff to do that I won't do myself. <clears throat> nothing. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you know, George, believe it or not, we're out of time. Oh. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here with, with Mr. George Berkeley. He's the owner of the local UPS store here in South Orange. And George, I have really enjoyed our time here today. Oh, I have too. Thank you, Daryl. And I want to thank you for coming in. Sure. My pleasure. Well, folks, there you have it, Mr. George Berkeley, the owner of the UPS store on leadership. Uh, this is Darrell Gunter, and I want to wish everyone a very good weekend. Remember, leadership begins with you. <laughs>